0: you're listening to go luxury cruiser a podcast produced for the seasoned traveler looking for once in a lifetime experience join our community of luxury travelers who enjoy listening to information about trending destinations updates on cruise lines and vip access to curated cruise experiences and now here are your hosts tamoy falwell and chris debonis
1: Well, hello, hello, everybody. This is Chris from the Luxury Cruiser. So glad to be here, and I have an amazing guest today. But first, I have to introduce my counterpart, Tamoy. How are you doing today? Better introduce me. I am
2: doing very well. Super excited to have Sal from Explore Journey. So, welcome.
1: Excited to be here with you guys. Thanks for having me. (laughs) So, I uh, learned a lot, we learned a lot about this cruise line when we were on board the MSC seashore, having a great time uh, learning about it, and I am very excited to be getting involved with Explorer Journeys. It's an amazing ship, um, amazing itineraries, Much more to talk about that later, but um, just the whole uh, philosophy and attitude on board, I think is going to be a refreshing uh, look at um, ocean voyages. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, couldn't agree more. So Saul, tell us, uh, I mean, just a little quick on the backstory. Yeah. is really cool. About yeah, 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 Because so it's so we'll address, we'll address the fact
3: of uh, how you you know, or just the point you made about when you learned more, and it's because you were on our sister, our sister brand uh, was launching a new ship, and uh, and so therefore we were invited to come on and spend some time with the advisors <laughs> on board. But um, so a little backstory. So. The family that own MSC um, Cruises, uh, which is the, the ship you were on, the MSC Seashore, um, also own us, Explorer Journeys. Um, but first and foremost, they are a uh, shipping conglomerate, right? So the Aponte family are our owners. They're the owners of the MSC Group. And so both both of these uh, cruise lines fall under the MSC Group. Um, so the Aponte family have been in seafaring for Gosh, uh, I mean, generations. Uh, they they've owned MSC uh, Cargo for thirty plus years. Um, they've now officially topped Maersk as the world's largest shipping corporation privately owned, which is uh, pretty pretty impressive, and it's uh, pretty. It's important for us for us to 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 know, right, and discuss because uh, we're incredibly financially stable. Um, it's a multi-billion dollar um, as you would imagine industry and corporation and um, so we're owned by one family and uh, we are the new luxury lifestyle brand of uh, the MSC group this is really kind of a it's a passion project of the families we're a long-held dream and vision of the Apontes uh, to build this uh, exciting new differentiated ocean experience so Hopefully, moving forward in the conversation, we start to we start to we start to utilize our nomenclature and how we talk about the brand, how we present the brand, um, because the family the family didn't want to create just another traditional luxury cruise line. So it's a lot of purpose and intent that were not named Explorer Cruises that were named Explorer Journeys. Um, they didn't want to just build something to get into that space because, let's face it. It's a very competitive space. There are a lot of amazing companies out there that operate in the luxury crew space. and they just want to do something a little different. and um, and everything we everything we do um, is with a lot of purpose uh, behind it, and we'll get into all of that um, as we continue the conversation. but Well,
2: I am looking at um, the website and I like um, what you guys, your um, philosophy, I guess Chris kind of mentioned was that you're an ocean, ocean journeys, which inspire you to travel further, immerse deeper, linger a little longer. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess that kind of, you know, speaks to what you're saying. Um, talk more about, you know, how you guys differentiate yourself from the other people, you know. Yeah. In the, in the, in
3: the industry. No, it's a good, uh, it's a good question. And it's a good observation. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully, so it seems as though the marketing is working. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, so a little bit more backstory. So leading up to sort of the birth of Explorer Journeys, the family, um, the family, the Apontes, the MSC group uh, did a lot of survey work. So they spent, uh, they spent a few years surveying nearly 20,000 potential guests. So obviously we're not sailing yet, so we don't have existing guests. Uh, So nearly 20,000 potential guests. And the survey work was really uh, broken down into two groups. So they surveyed existing cruisers and they surveyed non-cruisers because we sought out to build a very differentiated brand, um, really a luxury lifestyle ocean experience. Um, The intent, the goal is to attract a new to cruise guest, um, which is great for the industry, which is great for everybody in this room. It's great for us. It's great for you guys. Um, but it's what the industry needs. Uh, we need to. There's sort of. There's a big gap from the sort of you know well-traveled, affluent uh, client who has gone all over the world, staying at amazing properties that you guys are sending them to and booking them at. Um, and then there's the other. There's the other side. There's you know existing cruisers which understand understand cruises and, and how and how we operate. Um, and so the industry has sort of. Um, you know, gone away from trying to bridge that gap, and so that's that's really the purpose of Explorer Journeys. We're trying to bridge that gap and bring bring that luxury land lover over to over to the oceans. And so, there were several things that came out of all that survey work. Um, and so, people said design itineraries that are shorter, that go deeper, um, that go off the beaten path. And when, they, and when they said design shorter itineraries, it didn't necessarily mean design, you know, three, four, five, nine itineraries. What tends to happen in the luxury space, and you guys know this really well, is, it, you know, a lot of these cruise lines come out with very, you know, with extended itineraries. Um, and so for folks like us, who are still mm-hmm. kind of working full time, but uh, can really run our businesses virtually from anywhere in the world, um, they want they want shorter itineraries. And so we so on average, if we were to take a look at our first year of journeys, our average itinerary length is about 8.2 nights. So we do a lot of sevens, a lot of eights, a lot of nines. That being said, if somebody wanted to say go away with us for six months or wanted to make a world cruise out of it and literally sail from day one when we launch in the Mediterranean up to a year later, they wanted to go from May to May, where we end in Hawaii, they can do that because we've designed our itineraries. Where the ship Explorer One doesn't home port anywhere. She's constantly on the move. Um, in the beginning, yes, maybe in the Mediterranean, there are a few turnaround ports where we will visit for a second time. Outside of that, the itineraries are designed so that you never go to the same place twice. Wow.
1: And so, like if someone if you wanted to retire at sea, yeah. this would be a good We
3: do have, you know, Chris is dropping. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we have a retirement at sea program. So that sounds good. <laughs> This actually, I learned, I learned
3: something new today. Yeah,
2: retirement at C program. So
3: this fits perfectly. perfectly. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So that's the way we that's the way we design we design the exit We also design them in a way where um, they stay a little longer. They go a little deeper. Um, and so when we say that, you know, we we base we basically what we're saying is we spend a lot of we spend a lot of time in for we 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 do a lot more overnights for the accounts um, so when the ship is, you know, docked in Ibiza, for example, um, she doesn't show up at 11 o'clock in the morning and pull up anchor at six o'clock in the evening because the visa doesn't even come to life until midnight. <laughs> um, so we're there for 24 to 48 hours. Same thing when we're in St. Petersburg, Russia, we're there for three days, two nights, um, in the Caribbean when the ship, you know, pulls into St. Bart's, it's definitely there for 24 to 48 hours. And so that's what we mean by spending a lot of time in port when it counts, and also unconventional arrival times and departures. So because we, because we want to design, because we have designed our journeys to, to go a little slower, we don't, we're not rushed. The idea is to create a very relaxed, laid back experience and, and not rush our guests, your clients on board. And so, you know, even if we do come in at noon, the ship may be leave at two or, two or three o'clock in the morning. Um, so, so that's what we mean by those sort of unconventional arrival and departure times. But one of the other things that came out of all that survey work, and again, if it, it feeds right into what you were sort of capturing by looking at the website and and talking about that whole ocean state of mind, um, and something that the industry has sort of, you know, gotten away from is we all have sort of forgotten why we go on cruise ships. Right. And it's to connect with the ocean. When you don't want ship to spend several days at sea and, you know, visiting ports of call It's because you want to be connected to the sea and, uh, and the sea, the oceans are part of our DNA. I mean, the, you know, the family, the Apontes have been, in, in, you know, in the seafaring business for generations. And so we want to stay true to that. And so that's the reason why we have incorporated a sea day in virtually every itinerary and every journey in our case. Because guests said, yes, we want to visit ports, but we also want to enjoy the ship. We also want to enjoy being at sea. But how else do you do that? You create a lot of spaces on board that bring the ocean, that bring the sea in. And so there's a lot of glass in the ship. Um, the idea is, regardless of where you are, you know, on Explorer 1 and later her sister ships, that you're still, you're still embracing the ocean. Um, and so we've created a lot of um, outdoor space so that our guests can enjoy that experience.
1: Well, I can tell you, I'm just glancing through some of these itineraries. I'm very, very excited about your inaugural, which is the um, yeah, the Scottish Highlands, including the military tattoo, mm-hmm. which yeah. those of you that are into that kind of stuff, I'm going to tell you right now, it is a blast. And really, nobody parties. Like the Scottish people, you know, it's uh, <laughs> it is definitely going to be some, um, I, I dare say, maybe a little bit of uh, libations and a lot of food and a lot of fun and an amazing visual. You yeah. talk about connecting with the sea, that journey going through the highlands, the things you're going to see are things you won't see anywhere else in the world. Yeah. For you Game of Thrones fans, you might see a couple <laughs> of uh, yeah. familiar places out there. There's probably a few more uh, <laughs> fans out there. So, so now I'm excited. I love the ship. Um, you talked a little bit about uh, space on board yeah. earlier before we came but that. Uh, one of the things you said, you gave me a statistic that your ship is going to have the most space per guest in the industry. Yeah. Which is so a pretty so, amazing staff. I mean, a bold statement. A bold it is, statement. it is. And we're all about being bold. <laughs> your
3: yeah. escorted journeys. Um, so, so part of all that survey work, so we talked about how we design itineraries, you know, where we go, how we're doing it, but, but there were really three things that bubbled up out of all that survey work. And people said, if you're going to build something, build something that delivers on space, that delivers on choices, and delivers on privacy. So where we landed uh, is in building a 63,000 ton ship. Now, with that tonnage, and you guys know this better than most, um, with that tonnage, there are other people, other ships in operation that easily put 300, 300 plus more bodies on board with that tonnage. So with our 63,000 ton ship, we're going to max our capacity at 900 guests because that enables us to to deliver on sort of two of those components, right? So deliver on space and deliver on privacy, so when Explorer 1 launches, she will offer the highest space-to-guest ratio in the industry. Uh, one of the other things that she really will, will offer is one of the highest host-to-guest ratio in the industry. So we refer to our crew as host, because that's exactly what they're going to be doing, right? They're going to be hosting your clients. They're going to be hosting our guests on board. And so our host-to-guest ratio, when we launch Explorer Journeys, when Explorer 1 comes out, will be one of the highest, Uh, it'll be a 1 to 1.25 host to guest ratio. Now, what's really sort of differentiated about that statistic and how we're building this differentiated experience and product comes into, um, comes into how sort of, cruise lines, um, and I'll refer to some of the traditional, you know, nomenclature just for the sake of the conversation, but how some, how most cruise lines write their occupancy budgets, <laughs> everyone. And obviously I, I'm privy to it because I've worked for some of the, you know, these amazing luxury cruise lines out there. Um, but everyone in the industry writes their occupancy budgets at hundred percent, 99%. And so you're constantly racing, obviously, to fill that. Because we, because of who owns who owns Explorer Journeys, we sit in a in a pretty you know, um, pretty sweet spot in the industry, but it plays right into what we're trying to create on board. So how do you so how do you start creating differentiated experiences on, on board? You don't write your occupancy occupancy, occupancy budgets at 100. percent So we're without giving it away, we're going to write our budget um, more like how luxury hotels do it. Okay? So, let's just say that even though our ship is designed to max at 900 guests, let's just say if we sail with 800 guests, we've met our occupancy budget. So, we will never at Explore Journeys price to fill our ship. So, when I truly sit in front of you guys today and I convince you, please tell your clients that the best price on Explore Journeys is today, that's truly the case. So if I, if I haven't hit my 900 guests a month or two before a journey, I'm okay with that. We've met our budget. I'm not coming back and saying, sorry, Chris and Timoy, we've, you know, we've had to reduce pricing to try to fill the ship. So we don't want to do that. Um, so that actually the word discount is banned at Explorer Journeys. Um, and so when we say truly the best pricing is today, it's today. Um, our whole pricing strategy is to kind of go from a high to higher um, sort of uh, small increments along the way. But, but what does that give you when you write your budget that way? The space factor amplifies. So you build a 63,000 ton ship. We say we're going to max it at 900 guests. We only go out with 800 guests. The space factor is now amplified. The service factor. Is now also amplified because the number of hosts on board the ship never changes. So that host to gas ratio of one to 1.25 now only gets amplified. If you go out with a hundred less, a hundred less gas or 75 or 50 less gas, whatever, whatever the number ends up being, all that is sort of amplified. Um, and that's how you start to create a bit of a differentiated experience from the others that exist in the space today.
1: Well, I can tell you that uh, I've, you know, seen the, the, pictures and, and the, the mock-ups and all this stuff. And this truly is amazing, even right down to the way the cabins are put together. Sorry. The, the, the suites. suites are put together. I'm an old-school cruiser. We call everything what's called yeah, a cabin. Yeah, yeah. for. Uh, yeah. but, uh, it took me a bit of an adjustment yeah. period, too. So the suites on board, the thing about, just to give you an idea, um, there is no small room or suite on board this uh, this ship. This ship, the smallest room uh, speed on board is 377 square feet, which is pretty large even compared to yeah. the ultra-luxury cruise lines that we deal with. I mean, yeah. um, you know, as a matter of fact, it's bigger than <laughs> than than a lot. Probably, I'd say probably 99% of the entry-level rooms, this is going to be bigger. Uh, yeah. Price point-wise, I was actually very surprised at the price point of this uh, cruise line. I was, expect start, I was expecting... A lot higher yeah. compared on everything that you were saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to give you an example, um, you know, a, a nine-day sailing, um, all-inclusive, uh, gourmet food, all the restaurants are included. Everything. I mean, you're priced in at you know, I mean, starting at right around four thousand a person. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. I mean, that's a yeah. really, really competitive yeah. rate for what you're offering. Nine hundred people, a lot of space, all suites. Yeah. So, I mean, those are the type of things that are going to appeal to, you, and maybe even appeal to that contemporary cruiser sure. who wants to step in sure. but has always been afraid of some of these entry level price points It'd be quite daunting. Yeah. You know, and this yeah, yeah. is yeah. right around what you spend on a big line to get a junior suite or you know, a suite. So, sure. it's it's definitely bold. Uh, I like it. Um, I don't uh, yeah. let's, let's call it that. Let's okay, call inaugural it inaugural pricing. Inaugural pricing. Inaugural pricing. Uh, That's a nice way of saying buy it. Now. Yeah. <laughs> buy it now. Because otherwise, now. everyone's going to go crazy and love this, this ship. And then yeah. we're going to be having a whole different yeah. conversation. So, you remember, you heard it here first from the Street Cruiser and Saul. You need to book <laughs> now.
3: Yeah, yeah. No, let's talk no, no, about no, let's, no. let's let's touch a little bit on on the suites because um, yeah. it's a great it's a great observation. Um, so I'm glad you guys caught on to caught on to it, right? So 377 square feet is your leading suite um, on board. What's really what's really cool actually because um, it goes anywhere it goes all the way from 377 square feet all the way up to 3,014 square feet. So tiny. So, yeah, so that plays into the space, right? The space factor, that's uh, what, you know, we were going for when we designed this experience, designed this product. Um, we wanted to create a whole homes at sea experience because, you know, you guys have, you know, all of us, right? All of us, you guys have clients that leave their well-appointed, spacious homes to go away, you know, on an ocean experience to then get into a 200 or 300 right. foot yeah. room. Um, and so we really want to try to create homes at sea. And so uh, I think you'll find that I think you'll find the design, the layouts to be uh, pretty thoughtful. Um, we say we say we are an all suite, all front, all with private terrace experience. And the reason why we say terraces and not balconies is because by design, those, these balconies are a little larger than than some that, are, that exist in the industry today. So our terraces, even from the lead-in suite category, and for those of you that are cruisers will we'll, we'll relate to this, typically on a balcony, you have, you know, uh, a dining table and dining chairs and like a sun lounge. Uh, if that. If that, right? <laughs> so in starting from the lead-in suite category on, on, um, on the first ship, you will have the dining table. The dining chairs actually um, adjustable dining chairs depending on what you want for the experience but you'll also have a day bed that will accommodate wow. full, two full-size adults so wow. these terraces are going to be a little deeper are going to be a little wider than most in the industry um, and then you move into the suite itself all suites starting from suite one will have walk-in wardrobes and within each of the walk-in wardrobes and you would appreciate this, yeah. Um, You'll have a uh, dedicated seated vanity area. Very, you know, a well-lit mirror, lots of space. So you have all of your stuff. I appreciate this because my wife can keep all of her products in that space, and then I can take and I can take over, you know, the master bathroom. I can put um, all my products. In. <laughs> but um, Excellent. but we put we put a lot of a lot of thought into into the design, the layouts. Um, and the amenities which we haven't announced yet so stay tuned very cool so stay i'm tuned.
2: just i'm looking so just for clarification um i see that everything is ocean ocean front. is what you said mm-hmm. all ocean front. Oh, so does that mean literally so if someone was coming from a traditional uh cruising experience where they might walk in the interior there's no such thing no such thing okay
1: all
3: suites, suite thing, yeah. all suites, all ocean front,
2: and all terraces or not all terraces.
3: All with private terraces. Oh yeah. God. So, so in total, we have four hundred and sixty-one suites on board, and so and so the lead-in suite category is really where the bulk of the inventory is. So we have three hundred and seventy-one of our ocean terrace suites. And Then, once you step out of the ocean terrace suites, you go into our ocean penthouses. Uh, the penthouses will naturally be a little bigger. So anywhere from 460 square feet to about 760, 780 square feet. And then you and then you step up to our residences. And so we have 23 residences on board. Uh, the residences are going to be your biggest spaces. So from 800-ish square feet all the way up to 3014 square feet. So we have one owner's residence on board. It's the biggest suite. It spans the entire width of the aft portion of the ship. And when you step out to that terrace of the owner's residence, you actually have a a private uh, plunge pool that's yours, um, full wraparound terrace. All of the residences outside of the owner's residence all all have private whirlpools on the terraces. Um, all of the residences also have dedicated, authentic butler service in addition to the suite attendants that will obviously cater uh, and serve all the suites on board. Um, and then you get some extra additional amenities as well along the way as you as you move up in the different suite categories. What's really cool is if you guys have an opportunity, I would really encourage everybody to visit our website. Uh, there's a really, really... Uh, impactful three-minute video that goes into the brand the experience the the sort of the lifestyle on board but if you start to look at the video and some of our renderings um, the ship is designed to look on purpose like a super yacht a super-sized nice. super yacht yeah. and that's because we we partner with some of the world's foremost super yacht engineers to design this this ship but you quickly notice that in the aft portion of the ship there's a marina platform so, in full transparency, the marina platform isn't an area that you can just go and jump off the back of the ship and <laughs> into the ocean because it'll sit pretty high above the waterline. But where we're going to use that platform um, for all of our guests staying in our residences category, so across those 23 residences, we're going to utilize that, pa- that platform for a uh, private yacht tender experience. Mm-hmm. So, when we have to actually tender you to and from the ship to a port of call, uh, we will actually utilize that platform and pick you up via yacht tenders and they'll whisk you away to the shoreline and bring you back to the ship. And then when you come back or when you're waiting to be picked up, um, just behind the door that opens up and lets you out inside to that marine platform, this is a beautiful uh, sort of residential lounge that you'll have access to to kick back, maybe have a drink before you get picked up. Um, and that's what we'll utilize that space for. Wow.
1: Well, this is great. I'm I'm very excited. They're sold. I'm very excited. I'm ready to stay in the owner's suite. And up. yeah, yeah, um, you don't have to fight me. I know, right? <laughs> uh, no, but it, I like it though. And um, you know, it's a very refreshing look. And um, you know, I agree. I think a lot of um, a lot of different cruise lines are you know kind of. You know, when it comes, there's like I feel like there's sort of a blueprint to luxury cruising that they all sort of follow. I was just gonna say,
2: yeah. I was gonna say I feel so excited. I, yeah. it, like this is such a new way to travel, new way to cruise. Definitely, I think would have attracted new, new to cruise. Right, because so. it's more about travel than just cruising. You know. It's well, more, I think maybe a river experience. cruiser. Right. Yeah. It's
3: about the experience,
1: yeah. your river cruiser, your land touring person. Yeah. yeah. Those are the type of people that oh, yeah. we want, um, oh, yeah. you know. And 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 the person that maybe hasn't chosen a luxury one yet. I mean, yeah. as we know, people tend to get pretty loyal when it, you know. Oh, so, definitely. Definitely. but I will say that you know, from everything I've seen, that if you have done those South African safaris or you've done, the, you know, the the land tours, um, you know, with somebody like Talc or those, you know, those kind of higher end touring experiences, this is probably gonna sit very nice. The the ease, the how long you get to stay in port because one of the biggest complaints we always get, especially with your land touring person is oh and your river cruiser is, well I go on the big boats and mm-hmm. I can't, you know, we're in port for three hours. How do I how do I see Barcelona in three hours? Sure. You know what I mean yeah. uh how do I go to how do I you know how do I like you said it visa yeah. I mean, everyone's it's siesta Right. Three hours. Yeah, plus yeah. exactly. While Three you're hours in plus. Yeah. 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 So um, I think this would definitely be great. And, uh, you know, to find out more, obviously give us a call here. Go your Cruiser. And do we
3: want to touch a little bit about the onboard experience? Yeah. Because yeah. Chris, uh, Chris, you know, mentioned it, uh, but we are an all inclusive experience. Yeah. Okay. So um, when we say all inclusive, you know, really our goal is to get away from nickel and diming your clients on board. So, Um, So let's talk about the choice, the sort of the choice, um, you know, pillar that came out of all that survey work. So we're putting, we say 10 culinary experiences on board um, because the 10th being our sort of 24 hour in suite service, which we're looking to reinvent a little bit. Um, But we have nine dedicated culinary experiences. So let's call them what they are, restaurants. Mm -hmm. Truly included. So even though, for example, um, my Pan-Asian restaurant on board is, are, is my most intimate space, let's say it's maybe it sits 50 plus people, I'm not going to charge you for that. Um, so there is no Nico and dime on board Explorer journey. So we'll have nine dedicated, distinctive culinary experiences. All of them will be truly included. Um, and and you know, a little bit more on the culinary sort of uh, aspect of it, um, our are sort of uh concept is to not partner with one big name celebrity chef mm-hmm. and really kind of feature a rotating selection of notable chefs Great throughout idea. the year and so if you become a loyal cruiser mm-hmm. you know with explorer journeys because of people that are loyal to brands right. out there if you sail with me in in may when we launch explorer one and you want to come back in september or december you might get a little bit of a different culinary experience and that's what we're trying to create because people, you know, I mean, my wife and I travel for not only experience, but we travel, we basically travel around food and wine. And so, and so that's what we're sort of designing on board. Um, but in terms of uh, inclusivity, all of the, all of the beverages, both alcoholic, non-alcoholic, premium spirits, fine wine served all throughout the ship and in the suites. So all those suites will have, uh, small refrigerators that we stocked to your client's preferences. Um, regardless
2: regardless of the category? Regardless of the category.
3: Yeah. Regardless of the category. And what we're also going to do is there'll be a, a nice, a really nice upgraded bottle, of, you know, complimentary champagne, sort of a welcome bottle in the suite, yeah. sort of to present them as they come on board. And uh, in, addition, in addition to that, again, all of the restaurants truly included, all of the gratuities are fully covered, um, Wi-Fi. So Wi-Fi is a big, it's a sticking point, right? Yes, I mean, yes. unfortunately, we all have kind of gotten away from the fact that we travel and we vacation to disconnect, but yeah. most of us <laughs> still need to be connected. Yeah. Uh, and, so, and so what we've done, the families decided to actually invest a little bit more money in this aspect. And in every single one of our 461 suites, we are putting access, dedicated access points, routers, Wow. Each of the suites to oh truly guarantee high-speed Wi-Fi connectivity for multiple devices. So, and this is, these are in addition to the access points. So, no upcharge to, to get
1: the
2: better. No that
1: is. Which is very frustrating. Is no very frustrating. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Well, you want to, you can check your email, but if you want to look <laughs> at
2: anything else, you
1: want to $97,000 yeah, yeah, yeah. a minute. So, that's awesome. Well,
2: yeah. you said multiple devices. Like, yeah.
1: is that true? Multiple, yeah, multiple device connectivity. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. why travel is no less than 82 devices. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All to be connected. Um, the we, can, we can tell with the content creator is. <laughs> <know.
2: Yeah>, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, I do want to quickly ask, um, before we wrap up here, um, excursions. or mm-hmm. Maybe that's to still be announced. But, you know, how is that going to look? I guess, tell us what you can. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
3: yeah. Yeah. No. So I, what I can say is we won't call them excursions. Okay. Uh, we will refer to them as destination experiences. Destination. Uh, the destination experiences will be, you know, highly curated, very intimate experiences. It could be, we, we could go off on a destination experience with us, you know, as little as one person uh, up to a group of maybe let's say 15 or 16 guests. We really want to keep it you know, keep it small, keep it intimate. Um, and, and then offer, you know, offer different options. Um, so, you know, we don't necessarily, if you sign up for a specific destination experience, I don't want to, you know, make you, make you wake up at 6 a.m. in the <laughs> morning to run off the ship. Yeah. But if you are an early riser and want the 7 a.m. or 8 a.m. departure, you can have that. But for the person who wants to sleep in, like myself, there might be a noon or two or three o'clock departure. And so that's the way we'll build that. And these, well, you know, the, the, the sort of the a la carte menu of destination experiences will you know, feature some of the everyday sort of, you know, opportunities to get, you know, get off the ship and experience the destination, but if you get into some really sort of, um, you know, high-end uh, bucket list type of experiences, once-in-a-lifetime type of experiences that we're, we're, we're curating for our guests um, because, People want that. Yeah. You know, like are these experiences included or are these something that would be all these will be these will be a la carte. It's okay. the only aspect really of our all-inclusive nature or our experience that is not included. Um, so and again, that came out of the survey work that the family did. People were okay with that. People said, you know, no, it's okay. You know, just give us a give us a you know a nicely curated sort of a la carte list menu that we can choose from because we'll choose our own thing. Right. Maybe we'll maybe we'll. They only want to do an excursion just the two of them. Right. Maybe they, maybe some people do want to go off in a in a bigger group. Some like to socialize, some don't. Um, and so that's the reason why we didn't include them. Um so they are separate from from the uh, all inclusive nature of the brand, the product.
1: Well, like we said, I've heard about. I mean, uh, I'm ready to go. Abby. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm so ready to, to uh I, and you know what, just to touch on everything, I mean you know cruising is and, and uh, travel and everything has been it's been tough, you know. But uh, I'm noticing that everyone's the trend is everyone wants to get out there, and uh, I think it's definitely, I think you guys are going to see a big bump, uh, especially as things are starting to relax. And, yeah. and uh, even we're in we're Europe, things are starting to relax. I, I want to say, I think it was Denmark, but just said, That's it, we're done. Yeah, <laughs> like they <laughs> literally said, That's it, we're done. Yeah. That's it. No more so nothing. To yeah. go out yeah. And even yeah. Canada, which was notoriously strict, is oh starting yeah. to finally relax. <laughs> uh, and uh, so, um, I think 2023 is going to be an amazing year. I mean, 2022 is already shaping up to be yeah, really a great year, but yeah, 23, yeah. I think, is going to be when everybody just. Yeah. Yeah. Finally, we get it. And I, we can start
3: sailing until May, yeah. May of 2023. Yeah. So, so, I mean, as yeah.
1: far as we're concerned, cruising doesn't really start until May of May. <laughs> <laughs> You know, so uh, um, I think it's going to be fantastic. And uh, stay and tuned because I think we're we're probably going to be announcing some little cool surprises with the Explorer. Oh, well, yes. A little something.
2: And I'm sure we'll,
1: we'll have uh, Sal back hopefully
2: again. Hopefully, hopefully, we'll have you back Happy again. Back. It yeah, was definitely. amazing. Um, This has been so refreshing, just to 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 hear about something new. Um, Thank you so much, Sal, for for stopping by, coming on our podcast.
3: Maybe Um, now I'll get that glass of wine, you guys. Maybe,
2: maybe. Well, let's do it. Let's (laughs) do it. (laughs) All right. So um, we are
1: a you know food and wine centric traveling agent.
2: But uh, if you guys have any um, questions about travel or explore journeys definitely give us a shout um you can give us a call at one 404 5531 or visit our website go about your
3: um thank you so again my pleasure and uh and they may or may not have access
1: to some exclusive perks through you guys may or may not <laughs> we'll have to call Kristen tomorrow. You, <laughs> you will have to call us because we don't know where you want to go until you call us <laughs> <find laughs> Well, thanks so, for having me no problem. and uh, happy to
3: do this anytime. It's been,
1: it's been fun. It's fantastic. Fun. I'm super psyched. All, all, right. all right, right, everybody. Once again, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, we go look to Cruiser and uh, stick by Tamoy. tomorrow. Bye. Bye. <laughs> all, all right. right. Bye. We're out.
0: Thanks for listening to the Go Luxury Cruiser podcast with Tamoy Thelwell and Chris DeBonis. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to us on iTunes or Spotify. If you found value in our show, we'd appreciate your rating. You can also connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Cruiser. Have questions about cruising or a destination? Visit our website, www.GoLuxuryCruiser.com, for trending cruise and travel information. Or schedule a free consultation to discuss your future cruise and travel plans. Until next time, happy sailing.